Let's get some insights on the news shaping the markets. And for that, we welcome in Steve Wyatt, Chief Investment Strategist for BOK Financial. Thank you so much for being with us. Um, tell me about your thoughts on the market overall. Obviously, we've had two days of gains. Today, we're back in what we've seen all of 2020. Yeah, good morning, Nicole. Thanks for having us on uh, this morning. Look, the last couple of days, as uh, just as an advisor dealing with clients, were better uh, than days like today. Uh, but the reality is, is that we're still searching uh, a little bit for what to uh, what to think about the market going forward. We're in a really unusual position where the goal of the Fed is to slow the economy, uh, how much they're going to have to do to make that happen, what that's going to mean to the employment market, what that's going to do to consumer demand. Uh, those are still big question marks in front of us. So as we go through this period of time, we're probably going to see uh, the potential for other big moves. Uh, the market was very short uh, after the end of the third quarter. Uh, you come in, a lot of people are offsides on that. Uh, if we've learned anything going through uh, some of the pandemic, if you're short and you've got money made, it's uh, never a bad trade to try and uh, to try and book that. I think that's a lot of what happened. Uh, you saw bond prices down, or, or bond prices up and yields down. The dollar reversed course a little bit. Those are still in strong trends the other way, and I think ultimately that's why we're giving some of that back. It was a it was a quick move, uh, but not enough to change the trend of the direction of the market at this point. And the Fed may be getting some pressure from the U.N. and other countries to just slow it down a little bit, not necessarily to pivot, but to take a pause, right? Well, they are going to get some pressure, whether that's from the U.N. or even from our you know, domestic politicians. Uh, the positioning of the Fed is not good, and it is uncomfortable. I mean, when we think about a goal to see uh, unemployment rise by their own uh, target to 4.4%, that's, a, that's millions of people that are looking at being out of work, and that's an uncomfortable position uh, to be in. It's probably the right position from a longer-term standpoint. By the way, Nicole, the jolts data that came out yesterday really had some good news for the Fed. I think that was one of the spurs of the market yesterday. Uh, the, the Fed would love to see open jobs come down before actual job losses start to occur. And that trend kind of showed up in the jolts data yesterday with the uh, job openings down over a million. Uh, we're still looking for positive non-farm payroll uh, gains in the employment data on Friday. Uh, so the Fed's got a path. It's pretty narrow. But yes, you can bet that politicians and uh, bureaucrats are going to uh, be looking for other ways uh, to uh, find their way out of the position that we're in as opposed to just continuing to raise rates and cause some economic pain. Right. And so, you know, with the jolts, right, fewer jobs, um, that was something that we saw. We had the ISM, which saw prices paid coming down. Um, yeah. New orders were coming down. We'll get that jobs report tomorrow, as you noted. Obviously, adding jobs, but maybe fewer jobs. And it'll be interesting to see what we see and the breakdown within that, whether it's wage growth, labor force participation. Will we see jobs added to yeah. hospitality and leisure or manufacturing? What will you be watching for within the report? Yeah, well, uh, well, all of that. Look, I think broadly, we're seeing some improvement in the cyclical areas of, of uh, inflation. Uh, we've seen, uh, although energy's up, uh, you know, in the last uh, last few days, we've seen gasoline prices down. We've seen base metals down. We've seen uh, lumber down. There are cyclical areas of inflation where we're getting a little help. 
But we know the Fed's focused on core, and that's rents and that's wages. Uh, your previous guest was talking about rents. That's a big part of the core inflation. Uh, we have yet to see home prices really start to fall. We think that's still in front of us because mortgage rates aren't going to come down anytime soon. And of course, then it's the labor market. The Fed would love to see more supply come into the labor market as opposed to trying to just reduce demand for labor, uh, help us increase the output capacity of the economy. That's a lot better path forward uh, from a policy standpoint. Uh, it's just a question of whether we're going to be able to do that. So we should see wage gains start to slow. But remember, uh, the Fed's goal for inflation is 2%. We're way above that. And I think this may be one of the things from an investor standpoint that's just going to be a little different than what we've seen in the past, Nicole. We've, we've almost become right. accustomed to these kind of V bottoms. We trade down and then we trade back up relatively quickly. This is just going to be a situation where it's going to take some time to work this out. Inflation is going to take some time to work through this. Uh, and as that occurs, it's just going to, uh, that means that the market is just not going to yeah. rebound as quickly. It's not the end of the world. It's just going to have a different feel to it than maybe what we've been used to in the past when the Fed could jump in there with accommodation because inflation wasn't a big problem. They just cannot do that at this point in time. Tell me historically, you're going back to the 1940s in your notes. What are you trying to tell us here? What should we be watching? Uh, well, we were pointing out the midterm elections, which are coming up, which historically have been yes. turning points uh, for the markets. And look, we're entering the, the seasonally what is the best uh, period for equities anyway, and that's where the midterms tend to fall. But if you just look at the data, if you go back to uh, midterm election years back to 1946, the S&P 500 has been positive in the 12 months following that midterm election uh, period every year since 1946. That either means it's a really strong trend that you can bet on, or it's about time to break that trend. I do think the difference, if there is a primary difference in uh, this particular period than some of the past periods, it's just inflation. It's just the uh, job of the Fed and the limitations that the government's gonna have on additional uh, fiscal stimulus. We got $31 trillion in debt outstanding already. Uh, we're starting to see as rates move up, that's going to become a bigger issue for us from a budget standpoint going forward. That's going to be a big, big story over the next two to five years. Uh, so uh, again, just some headwinds. There's, this is a math issue. Uh, look, as a bond investor, and if I can get past the pain that we've had to this point where we've had equity-like downside in some bonds, just as an investment manager, the fixed income market looks a lot better now than it than it did uh, for the past decade. We're actually in a position where we can start earning some reasonable cash flows on our fixed income portion of our portfolio. We don't feel like we still have to be 80 to 90 percent equities to have a chance to be successful going forward. Uh, and so it was really painful getting here. Uh, but looking forward, uh, the fixed income markets uh, actually are starting to look a whole lot better. And we do think the bond market is closer to a bottom than the equity market, ah. uh, absent the uh, absent the need for the Fed to uh, go a lot higher, which at this point is not is just not our base case. Okay, well that's an interesting point about the bond market versus equities. Thank you so much, Steve Wyatt. Nice to see you. B O K Financial. Thank you, Steve.